Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, y'all, it's football time here in Tennessee once again. So I had to wonder, what is Football Morning in America, NBC Sports, NFL writer, legend? Peter King, what does he think about the Chase Thomas podcast? I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Hey, y'all. Thanks for checking out the Chase Thomas podcast. If you are not already a subscriber and this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Appreciate you guys checking out uh, what we've got cooking here on the program. Um, If you enjoy what you hear today, please make sure you hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. New episode, new content every single day. Tennessee Vols, Atlanta sports guys, sports reporters assemble, NFL, NBA, college football, all that and more right here on this feed each and every day. Your favorite writers, analysts, personalities in the space on this very feed every day. So if you like that, you like the best national sports talk with a local flavor outside of here in Knoxville, Tennessee, then this is the show for you. So make sure you're locked in on your preferred podcast player. And if you're already a subscriber, you know what I'm about to say. But if you could, please leave this show a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you're listening. I promise you it helps this show continue to grow, helps other people find the show, and all that good stuff. So if you could take a second today and you're already a fan, you love the show, tell a friend, family member, coworker, whoever about the Chase Homes Podcast as we get bigger and bigger each and every day here in Tennessee. I would greatly appreciate it. Five-star review or five-star rating. Write a review. I promise it helps in a major way. Takes a second. Hit that pause button. Take care of it today. And uh, yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. <laughs> um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, welcome back, Chase Thomas Podcast, taping this on a Wednesday evening. Bearden head football coach Josh Jones is back on the program. Winners of their last two a week away. We'll get into that. Coach Jones, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, Chase, man. I appreciate you having me on. 
Thank you for being here. Uh, what was the coolest thing you did during your break? Did you get away from football at all? What do you do during the by the high school level? What What did you do? What did you give yourself? Did you go to the movies? Did you go to the Smokies? Did you go to Cades Cove? What did Josh Jones do to get away for a little bit? Well, uh, I'm a big fan of food. Uh-huh. So anytime I get a I get a chance to eat well, I, I, I try to eat well. So uh, I did a little bit of that. But man, in this job especially in season, but really, to be honest, even out of season, when you're mm. away, you're, you're not away. So, yeah, yeah a little, little bit of wait time, which was good. Uh, but still, you know, you're still working on stuff and, you know, making practice schedules and plans and, you know, getting emails and calls from, you know, teachers and administrators and athletic directors and, you know, the whole, you know, starting prep, getting ahead of, getting ahead of game prep on future opponents and, you know, you know, trying to collect film, gather film, and do some breakdowns and stuff like that. So again, when you are away, you're you're really never away. Well, was, you meant you mentioned you ate though. You ate good. What was the best thing you ate? Did you go to a, like a, a favorite spa? What what are we talking? What were you eating? Well, <laughs> I went I, I went and got me a real big fillet. I love I love I love steak. I went and got me a big uh-huh. fillet and. And uh, some uh, some shrimp cocktail appetizer and some 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 really good cheesecake. So oh, yeah, that's got, top notch. That's a good yeah, meal. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I got I got it. I got that from Ruth Chris. So that was that was really good. There you go. I like it. Um, now that you've had a couple weeks to remove from the Hardin Valley game, what uh what did you find? What was your biggest tape find from that game that really stood out to you? Um, uh, we're we're just continuing to get better in you know in a lot of areas you know uh, some of the small things that we're coaching is, is starting to show up on film more consistent which is a good thing and I just think we, we had a really good might have been the best week uh, best bye week practice uh, that I've ever been a part of as the whole week we had a really really good week of practice the bye week we had a what really made it great week. yeah we had a really good week of prep um the Hardin Valley week and, uh, you know, had some moments there, you know, early on when we did, we did, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little bit and, you know, let them uh, get some points off some things, but you know, that stuff happens sometimes in football. It's the way the ball bounces, but uh, you know, once again, our defense played lights out and uh, you know, their offense pretty much, you know, never sniffed the end zone. Uh, and then offensively, you know, we did some good stuff the first drive and then we had some, you know, some shoot ourselves in the foot moments there for a little bit. And then we, uh, you know, put a couple drives together there and, uh, you know, went in the half up, up a little bit and came back out in the third quarter and, you know, continued to play well and, you know, kind of pulled away. Uh, you know, Hardin Valley is a, uh, they play hard. They're, uh, they're, they're a little better this year. Are they better this year? In my personal opinion than, than they was last year. Uh, coach Miner's doing a, uh, Good job over there, uh, and defensively, you know, you know, he's always got a reputation as a defensive guy and done a good job for all the years he was at Oak Ridge. And they're uh, they play hard; they they play real hard on defense. I like it. Biggest change though, and I think this was something we talked about, and you were correct in this prediction after uh, week two at home against Alcoa. Uh, or on the road, excuse me, against Alcoa, was that the offensive change was coming. The offensive firepower was coming, that y'all were near in that point. And then obviously you put a bunch of points on Hardin Valley, a bunch of points on Anderson County, especially in that second quarter where you blow things open a little bit going into 
that point of the game and really changed the momentum uh, by and large really quickly on a diamond. It was uh, a lot on the ground and uh, Drew Parrott did great stuff on the run and he's really come into his own that I'll ask about in a second. But what's the biggest reason over the last two games for the offensive explosion? What's clicked? Uh, execution. Hmm. Uh, you know, we've been sitting in practice. Uh, just wasn't taking, you know, the first couple of weeks just didn't, you know, just didn't take it to the game for whatever rhyme or reason. But uh, you saw little small doses of it, you know, in the first couple games. Uh, we were just kind of, you know, one thing that we were consistent with the first couple games on offense is we were inconsistent. We were consistently inconsistent, right? So mm-hmm. uh, just execution's gotten better. We're, we're, we're practicing, I think. You know, not that we were practicing bad into those leading into those games, but I think we're, we're more consistent at practice. I, Execution-wise, uh, the last couple of weeks, last few weeks actually now, and uh, it's starting to you know come carry over into the games and stuff. And uh, so you know, offense as an offense, selfishly, you, game one, play one, series one, quarter one of the first game of the season, you want to be rocking and rolling and hitting on all cylinders. But in reality, that's that's rarely the case. Mm-hmm. Whatever rhyme or reason, offense, you know, offense just takes longer to to uh, you know, get on the same page, get in sync, and get rolling. So, you know, first couple games, did some good stuff, just consistently inconsistent. Last couple games, uh, not perfect by no means, but just getting better. So it, it, that's exciting to see. We got a lot even of better. Players. You got to stop playing uh, state champion, defending state championships in a row. You got a little break from yeah. that. That's nice. It's always good yeah. to get away from that every now and yeah, then. Yeah, we didn't know what. Yeah, we played three straight state champions, you know, to open the season. Mm-hmm. Heck, we didn't know what to think there you know, last week and, and, and stuff. But, no, it's even when even the state champions or even the teams on our schedule who wasn't state champions last year, they're still good teams. Mm. And uh, our schedule is just there's, – there's just no forgiveness, man. It's yeah, it's just absolutely brutal. But, you know, we're like I told – I just told the team a little while ago, you know, before I just missed them, you know, we're, we're battle-tested. Mm. We really are. And, uh, you know, I think I said – I think that says a lot. Absolutely. What's changed with Drew uh, the last two weeks? What have you seen from him that gets you uh, even more confidence going into the the middle of the season here? Uh, I would say, you know, confidence is probably one word, but it's not that he wasn't confident in the first couple of games. He's a confident young man in general. But I, I would say playing with a little more confidence. Uh, I'm continuing to find ways to coach him better and continuing to find ways to put him in better positions uh, for him to succeed. I didn't. I didn't do enough of that or much of any of that at all. The uh, the first couple weeks, our first couple of ball games, and just again continuing to try to you know figure out what he does best. What do I need to coach better, uh, and all that. So just confidence, um, executions, or execution. Excuse me. Uh, you know, like I told him, man. I said you've got playmakers all around you. Just let let get get them the ball and let, let them go make you look like a hero. And he, he's he, he's a very very coachable young man, and he takes stuff to heart. And he's uh, just doing a good job of getting those guys the ball, and and uh, they're you know racking up the stat yards. Who stepped up the most for you against Harden Valley? Who really popped for y'all as to why you were able to win the way you did? Uh, you know, group effort, couple couple things, right? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna start with Jason, running back Jason Thompson. Mm. He had uh, 17 rushes, 170 yards, and three touchdowns again. Second game in a row, he's, he's had a uh, three-touchdown ball game. Yep. Uh, but he'll be the first to tell you that he couldn't have done it without blocking, right? 
So he's he's a very very unselfish young man. The offensive line, you know, had a had a good night against Hardin Valley. Um, you know, at times they had they had the box crammed. We had to run into some unblocked defenders, which I'm typically not a big fan of as a play caller. It's one of my rules is do mm. not run. You know, do not call runs in the run, unblocked defenders. I yeah, think that's bad coaching. Uh, my personal opinion, but you know, I did anyway because. We were running well and, and, mm. and stuff, and uh, but no O line and our tight ends, and, and I'll even get, take it even a step further, man. All four games we've played, our receivers has blocked their tails off, hmm. and and in a world of 2023 where it's a lot about I I I and me me me, uh, you know, and thankfully we don't have that on our football team, but those guys, man, those are, those are team guys. You know, when we were running the ball, you know, 35, 40 times a night and only throwing the ball 15 to 18, uh, you know, those guys could be, you know, down in the dumps or depressed or, you know, not a, not a team guy. But, man, they're not. Man, Coach Stone, Coach O'Shea, our receiver coaches have done a really good job, you know, of making uh, blocking on the perimeter a priority and a big-time point of emphasis. And uh, they're taking it to heart because there's there's plays. You know, we always, we always say in the run game, you know, the – the the O line and the tight ends they can they can only get it they can only get you to the to the second level and then the uh, perimeter blockers are the ones that can get you to the end zone right so and they're doing a really really good job that we've had some explosive plays several explosive plays um, these last two ball games. Which position group has grown the most over the last two games for you? Uh, good question. I would say probably. Mm, I mean, we're showing progress in uh, pretty much every area. I, I, I'd probably say quarterback. Quarterback's hmm. done. He's done a better job of taking care of the football. Uh, I've done a better job as his coach of putting him in better situations to uh, for him to succeed. You know, and asking him to do things that he does best and uh, and stuff like that. So I, I, I mean, it's hard. Tied in, man. Tied in. Our tight end is blocking his <laughs> tail off. Mm-hmm. And we, we've not been able to, you know, I love throwing the ball to tight end because I think it's sometimes he's kind of forgotten about. And uh, we're working on it and stuff and trying, not trying to give away too many secrets, but we're uh, we're working on it and stuff. And we're seeing it, you know, evolve every day in practice, to, you know, adding the, adding the tight end to our past game. And uh, so I, I look forward to trying to throw him some biscuits, you know, here soon because, man, he is absolutely blocking his tail off. And uh, but I, you know, quarterback and tight end—that's probably the two areas that probably had the most growth uh, from the first games. But really, been pretty much every unit's getting better. You can make one drive change from Harden Valley. Which do you choose? Which one did you look at? And you're like, man, if I could have scheme, if I could have redone this drive, what was it for you that you were like, mm, I would have changed this? Uh, I think it was our second. Was it our second? No, third. It was early in the game. It mm. wasn't our first drive. Uh, maybe it was our third drive, actually. You know, we pop off. We pop off a big run. Mm. Uh, Jay John Thompson has about a guy like twenty twenty something yard explosive run, and then I follow that up with with a pass play. You know, dummy me, right? Uh, no, I'm kidding. But why I, did I, you do it? I, I no. seen some. I seen something in the defense that that I really really. You know that I really, really liked. Uh, you know, I had a route concept in my mind that mm. would give their coverage structure some troubles uh, if we execute, and uh, we just didn't. We just didn't mm. execute. But again, 
you know, it, it, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You can always take it guess yourself. But uh, you know, we just we had just popped off a big run, opening drive. We were running the ball well, and you know, I just kind of got you know a situation where I thought you know we could we could execute this pass play, and uh, you know, a couple couple things broke down. It didn't take care of the football. We fumbled, and it gave them a short a short field. Uh, you know, luckily our defense played lights out, held them, and they mm-hmm. only got a field only got a field goal out of it. But uh, but you know that was points that the offense gave up, and you know I felt like uh, a really really poor play caller uh, at that moment. You know, you just popped off a twenty something yard run, then you're you're trying to drop back and throw the ball. But you know we can always beat ourselves up over stuff like that. Is that just an offensive play caller just thing that's just for you when you talk to other coaches who call plays? It's like there is just a part of you that always still just it's hard to calm that itch to scratch that itch of like you want to go over the top when you have a good run you want to just capitalize on this with another big explosive thing it's hard to just kind of keep that in check in the middle of a game yeah it's difficult you know because i want to be about to be balanced as a play call yeah you know we want to run the ball when we need to we want to throw the ball when we need to uh so that is that's very tough because it's one of those things that okay you call that play and you execute and you're like oh man great call coach you know, you call that play and it ends up being a result of a turnover. It's like, coach, you're an idiot. You know, we just – we got the ground game going and you're calling drop back passes, you know. So, yeah. it's just one of them things, you know, it's the hero goat status, right? Yeah. And uh, so but, – but it's hard because I'm a guy that calls – I call the game based off what I'm seeing. I just don't yeah. – I don't call my sheet. I just don't say, oh, it's just – it's this concept's turn to call or this run scheme's turn to call. You do you know, not do, call. do you not scheme the whole first drive before a game? Uh it let's see. No, we I don't do the I don't do the whole drive. I mean, we we have our plays, you know, when we build mm-hmm. our when we build our uh call sheet menu, you know, through through staff meeting and then throughout the week. You yeah. know, you've got things that you want to do early and you got plans, but no, I don't I don't script my first eight or first yeah. ten or you know, but I've got with that being said in my mind, I've got you know, always have certain formations. I want. I, I, I automatically want to see. You know, how are they going to line up to this? Yeah. Uh, you know, and things like that. And I, I'm big off what I just what I see. I try to call off what I see, mm. and uh, you know, just seeing them in a certain, just seeing them in a certain look uh, that that should have favored us based based on the concept. You know that I, that I had called, but we you know we didn't execute it. And their defensive line did a great job of getting pressure on the quarterback, and uh, we didn't. Uh, do what we needed to do at the quarterback position on that particular play. But again, it goes back to, I got to put him in better positions, you know, for him to succeed and so forth like that. So hindsight 2020 should have run the ball again, but <laughs> Hey, it, it, always another week and you got the win. Who cares? That's yeah, the, that's the main, and uh, yeah, put up a lot of points. You know, yeah. Coach, us coaches, we beat ourselves up over stuff like that. We, you know, as a coach, it's never, it's never, uh, it's never good enough, but you know, the old adage goes, it's never as bad as it seems. For you sure, know, and, and stuff like that. So it's it's exciting. Play call, Last play year, fun, but it, yeah. you know, but you know, there's times there's times you could always look back and second guess. Yeah. Well, there you go, um, Coach. Last year, uh, Farragut, who you've got on the dog at Rivalry Thursday, I'll be there for that tomorrow. The good folks here in this uh, day of, um, what uh, what's different about Farragut this year versus last year? Uh, who came away with the win uh, late 28-21? What's different about this year's Farragut team that you've seen on tape versus what y'all saw in person last year? Mm, good question. You know, uh, defensively, I would say similar. Uh, Probably. Similar, but also they're more multiple. It looks like this year on the defensive side of the ball, 
personnel wise, I mean, I would I would say similar. You know, mm. it's, it's, so they got eleven individuals over there that play hard. Uh, they got a wheel linebacker in uh, number seven, uh, Alley. I think is his last name. Mm. Really good, really good player. He's all over the field uh, in the run game. Secondary wise, they got some length. They got some length back there, and you know, got some guys that can can run a little bit. And uh, they don't they don't tend to be uh, out of place. And uh, like D line, they just you know D line. They got a bunch of effort guys, man. They just they mm. play hard. And uh, so defensively. They're probably more alike than where they was offensively, I would say. Hmm. Uh, but offensively, you know, Jeff, they're all offensive coach Jeff Courtney, their offensive coordinator. Uh, known him for a while. He does a really good job. Uh, you know, good, good, good football coach. He uh, always does a really good job with what he's got. You know, they had a lot of, I don't know about a lot, but they had, a, you know, some of their, some of their top playmakers from last year, you know, were gone. You know, the quarterback mm-hmm. was really good last year. The running back uh, was good, and and uh, lost a lot of close ball. ball games for them this year. They're kind of the cardiac yeah, team. They had a slot receiver uh, mm-hmm. that I thought was really good last year. You know, th- thankfully all them three guys were gone and out of eligibility. <laughs> thankfully, mm-hmm. but, uh, but now they still got good players, man. They got a, they got a couple receivers that can play. They got a they got a new quarterback. Each other trying to break him in and stuff and. You know, at times, man, he throws, he throws a beautiful ball, and he gets the ball to those playmakers, and you know they can it makes them can make them kind of dangerous. Uh, who do they remind you the most of the first four teams you've played? Who do who who do they remind you of the most of based on the first four teams you've played among them? Who do you think it's going to be as similar to? Uh, I'd say maybe Anderson County. Hmm. Uh, I guess. I mean, they're di- they're different. You know, they're different than AC. Uh, of the four teams we've played, I would say I would be similar. You know, defensively, probably more than offensively, I guess. But yeah, uh, but yeah I, I, I could, you know, different schemes, obviously. But I, I'd say, you know, if I had to pick one of the four we played, I'd, I'd say probably, probably Anderson County. You know, Anderson County's kids play so hard. You know, Coach Lambert and them guys, man, they just demand that stuff out there. And, and um, so I'd say, yeah, based on film, I'd, I'd say Anderson County of the four teams we played. Last one here. Matchup to watch on this when you're on film and you're ready to see how it plays out. Matchup for your guys versus their guys. Which position matchup are you most excited to see go to war? It starts up front for, for us, man. That's the last. Mm. I'm, I'm fired up to see. Our O line versus their D line and and run box and and then uh, obviously you know their O line versus versus our D line and and run box and, and those are gonna be some great matchups on the perimeter too because because we got some you know we got some athletes they have some good players as well and uh, you know looking forward to it. it'll be you know whoever's whoever's coming to watch it and hopefully it's a whole bunch of people uh, which I'm sure it will be you know they'll get a they'll get a treat uh, tomorrow night because there'll be some uh, good football players on the field for sure for both sides. Absolutely. Coach, how do the good folks support the Beard and Football Program this week? Show up tomorrow night, Dog Nation. We need you. It's Beard and versus Farragut. More important than that, it's a big region game. Uh, you know, the region shapes our, you know, playoff hopes, our playoff uh, seedings, if we're fortunate enough to be in them, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. So, Dog Nation, be there early, be loud. Our team feeds off your energy. So, we look forward to seeing you. It's going to be a fun night. There you go. Coach Jones, thank you as always, and I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good. Thank you. Look forward to it. Hey, one final thing before we jump into today's episode. Uh, Sports Renaissance Man. That's me. SportsRenaissanceMan.substack.com 
It is a daily newsletter um, where I cover all kinds of uh, great sports content, personal essays, uh, links to full episodes of this very show, um, Tennessee Vols, Atlanta sports, NFL, NBA, college football. I write about it all. Boy Meets World. Yeah, you can find all of it on the Sports Renaissance Man newsletter by just going over to sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Type in your email today. Become a subscriber. If you like listening to this show, I think you might like reading my work as well. Combination, writing, podcasting, two of my favorite things. And you can find it over at sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Check it out today. Also check out chasemonspodcast.com. New website. Looks great. All kinds of great links. Check them both out. Bookmark them. SportsRenaissanceMan.substack.com. Type your email. That easy. That simple. Do it today. And then ChaseThomasPodcast.com as well for all the links, full episode notes um, about the show, how we got started, who I am, if you're not familiar with the Chase Thomas Podcast, and just me, Chase Thomas, um, outside of here in Knoxville, Tennessee, local Atlantan, um, and all that good stuff. All the information you need, chasethomaspodcast.com. Then email me, chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com for any questions, mailbag stuff, anything for me or my hosts each and every week, co-hosts each and every week, chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Grandma Saracen from Friday Night Lights, the legendary NBC show, played by the great Luann Stevens. Where do you see myself in this, this very podcast in the future? How do you think it goes? Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing, mm-hmm. you're, um, pleasantness, you're smart. So I think I'm going to hear big things about you. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.